Hey friends, welcome to the show. This is Coffee, Conversation and Coaching, and I'm your host, Christian speaker and life coach, Rebecca Ann Perkins. Here, I'm on the hunt with you for those big ideas, that profound biblical truth, and those practical tools that help us think better and grow better and live that faithful life that we know we're called to live, and the one that leads to the most joy. We believe that life is beautiful even when it's hard, that God is good even when it's hard to see it, and we're building our whole lives on his perfect love for us. Are you ready to be empowered by truth? Challenged to do more with your life and faith? Awesome. So glad you're here. Let's dive in. Hey friends, happy Monday. Well, this is being released on a Monday. I don't know what day you're listening to it, but happy whatever day it is. I hope that whether you're cleaning or driving or walking um, or sitting down in stillness, which I bet is not the case because normally I'm kind of doing something when I'm listening to a podcast. I hope you're having a good day. And I do want to say thank you for tuning in. The subscribers and listenership, if that's a word, is growing on this podcast. A lot of that due to the fact that you guys are sharing it and you're writing reviews. And so just thank you from the bottom of my heart. You know, I just show up here every week and I do sit in prayer before I start an episode. And I know, I know that I'm not the holder of all wisdom and I know that I'm, um, weak and and human and fragile, but I just, you know, Lord work through me to bless these women with truth and tools so that we can be lights so that we can be the fragrance of you, the fragrance of Christ in our places, right? I mean, just remember that that my heart behind all of, like, I love freedom. That is not an end to itself, okay? I don't do coaching. I don't do speaking. I don't do this podcast so that you can just feel really great about yourself and your life can just be really great. We do all that so that as our life becomes more aligned with who God is and who he created us to be and how he created us to function. And we experience more of the abundance that he calls us to and makes a way for. That's when people notice us. That's when we can share the gospel with people. That's how we are his hands and feet to the world. So all that to say, today's episode is really practical. And you already know from the title, it's about journaling. So how in the world does journaling fit into something that profound and that deep? Well, It's actually, if I'm honest with you guys, other than like the practice of going to church or prayer or reading my Bible, (laughs) journaling is, has been the most powerful force in my life for all the things. I mean, for, I I don't want to jump ahead and tell you all the benefits, but let me say this. I have a lot of women who come to me in discovery calls or coaching consultations. And they tell me things like, I just feel like life is happening to me. It's all a little bit out of my control. I'm just respond. I'm just reacting to everything. I feel very much like a passenger to life. Like time is just passing me by. I feel like I don't have a lot of passion or purpose or direction. I feel like God is distant. I feel like I keep making the same mistakes over and over. I feel a little stuck. I feel uh, a little anxious, a little depressed. And though journaling cannot single-handedly fix all of those issues, 
it greatly improves or heals or solves them. It really does. It's a practice that auto-corrects so many things in our life, so many things. And I'm going to tell you guys exactly what type of journaling does that, okay? So I'm going to tell you the eight things that journaling can do for us and has done for me. I'm going to tell you the kinds of journaling that are out there. So things like bullet journaling or dream journaling or gratitude journaling, but none of those are the type of journaling that can change your life. And I'm going to tell you exactly what type of journaling that is. And I'm going to tell you exactly how to do it. I'm going to give you the prompts that I use, the prompts that I tell my coaching clients to use. And for funsies, I have a stack of one, two, three, four, five, 10 journals in front of me that I pulled out of a box that I'm going to open up. I have not pre-planned, I promise you, which I'm going to open up to or where I'm going to open up to or what I'm going to read. I'm just going to open it up and read in a few places for you guys for fun, but also so you can get an idea, a real life example of what I mean by this type of journaling that can auto-correct a lot of things in your life and change a lot of things in your life for the better. So let's jump in. All right. The eight things that journaling can do for you and that ha- that it has done for me throughout my whole life. Well, actually, let me start with a story. <laughs> let me start with a story. The first time I remember journaling, I was in sixth grade and we had watched The Lion King. So this was like, what, 94 or something like that. And we came back from watching The Lion King and everybody else just kind of moved on with their day and nobody wanted to talk about it. And I guess at that age, like fifth, sixth grade girl, I was starting to have more feelings and didn't know what to do with them. And something about the message of the movie really moved me. I mean, I was really moved by the fact that Simba was, they lied to him, but he was dealing with guilt and shame, but he had this role that he was called to, but guilt and shame was keeping him from going back and being the king that he was born to be. Um, Now, I know this is a little cheesy, but remember, I was sixth grader. And that message really like did something to me. And I didn't have anybody to talk to about it. And I couldn't put words to it. And I remember going downstairs into the basement and grabbing um, a tiny book, a book or a pad of paper and started writing. And I just started writing about what happened in the movie and what Simba did. And eventually I came to the conclusion that he, you know, overcame these negative feelings and did what he was called to do anyway. And that was the first time I journaled. And I journaled to figure out what was going on inside of me. And I have never stopped. (laughs) I, I do honestly have boxes upon boxes of journals from junior high, high school, college, you know, first broken heart, first failed class, first move across the country, ministry, um, so much singleness, so many doubts, so much faith, so much growth, so much travel, so much adventure. And it's all there, um, including falling in love, getting married. I mean, I have a journal right now about the first six months of marriage. That one is off limits, by the way. I'm not going to read that one today. (laughs) Um, So these are the things that journaling has done for me and can do for you. It builds self-awareness. Sitting down and getting quiet and asking yourself questions like, 
who am I? Who, who do I want to be? Who have I been being lately? Who does God call me to be? What do I need? What do I want? What am I feeling? Why did I make that decision? I mean, these are like, if we're not taking time to still our mind and still our heart and figure ourselves out, um, life really will just happen to us. And that's such, that's such a sad thing, really, that years and years and years can go by and we're not making moves on purpose or growing on purpose. So journaling builds self-awareness. The second thing it does is that it dissolves high intensity emotions. So, it, it, and also it relieves stress and anxiety. That's pretty much the same point, but I wanted to say both of those things because they're slightly different. But in essence, what it does is it vents emotions so that we don't keep them trapped inside of us. And this is like a whole thing in and of itself. I've done episodes on this already. I talk to clients all the time about the power of emotions and emotional intelligence. But if we don't respect the power of our emotions and we don't make a choice to deal with them, they will come out. They will come out in an action, in an attitude, in a behavior, in a habit, in an addiction. They'll come out in the moments we don't want them to come out. So, you know, my whole entire life, anytime I've had a strong emotion or kind of an unknown emotion happening inside of me, I feel an urgent need to expel it, (laughs) to like name it, figure it out, expel it so that I can come back to a peaceful balance. I don't, I honestly, I mean, you guys can tell me, maybe, maybe you have another way that you vent or, or deal with or relieve emotions. Obviously prayer is one of those ways and talking to people is one of those ways, but journaling is really the safest place to be irrational, to say all the things, to decompress yourself. Okay. That's, that's really what it is because really negative thoughts and emotions will, will loop inside of us. They'll dominate our head, our heart, They'll run our day. They'll run our life. They'll put us in a bad mood if we don't do something with them. The third thing that journaling does is it slows us down and helps us make better decisions. Really at its heart, I think journaling, consistent journaling is a, is a practice of coming into the present and slowing down and getting quiet getting silent again, so that you can make choices on purpose instead of just reacting to the world. But this has to be intentional. There will never be a time where this is easy or convenient because now we have things like phone and Netflix and there is constant stimulation. And for some of us, there's constant things on the calendar. So journaling is a choice. It's something you have to make a priority. It's something you have to do intentionally to stop letting the world or your phone or your children (laughs) activate you, trigger you, pull you outside of yourself. And and it's a choice to slow down. Okay. This, This third point, which is that it slows you down and helps you make better decisions. A core component of making good decisions in life is that we understand our rationale behind why we want to make that decision or even behind previous decisions. So we all make mistakes in our life. Um, You know, we've all 
why did I yell at my husband like that? Why did I resist that opportunity for a promotion? Why did I date that guy who was bad for me for so long? To sit down and ask yourself those questions and dig really deep is pretty much, you know, self-coaching or therapy in a way. Um, We do need the help of outside people sometimes, but we can do a lot of that ourselves, honestly, if we journal it out. Similarly to number three, number four is that it speeds up our learning. So again, just kind of sitting down and um, examining our experiences and really looking at ourselves and our actions and our motivations, we grow quicker. We really do. I mean, life is our experience is our teacher. Obviously, God is our teacher. The word of God is our teacher. But we can speed up that process by sitting and really thinking things through and really looking, you know, objectively at what's going on inside of us. The fifth thing that journaling does is that it helps us achieve goals. So I do quarterly or so, so four times a year, write down intentions, goals, plans, just because the simple act of writing them down makes them, and the process by which I would like to achieve them, makes them way more likely to happen. Now, I don't obsessively track all a whole bunch of goals at one time. That's, I don't think that's, you know, healthy, (laughs) but I do have a few and I do write them down and being able to look back guys. I mean, like one of the gifts of having journals, and I don't do this a lot, but being able to look back and open up a journal and, and look, look at what I wrote back then. So even for example, starting my business, the amount of dreaming and brainstorming and that I was doing during that time in life. And I can look and I can look back on that now. And those things have happened. They've come to fruition. This helps me gain even more confidence in the Lord, more trust in him, more confidence in myself in a healthy way. All of that is because I wrote this stuff down and I'm able to look back on it. Sixth thing that journaling does for us is that it improves our communication and conflict resolution. So this is specifically if you're, you know, in a relational context, you need to have a hard conversation. You can sit down and think about it first and write out what you, what, what you're really feeling. And probably as you write out what you're feeling or what is the sort of high level intense emotion, you can get to what you really need. You can get to what you really want to say. You can harness some compassion and then you can walk into that conversation with your husband or your mom or your kids and handle it better. Okay. The seventh thing that journaling does is it helps me find inspiration. So I create a lot, whether it's a website or a podcast or something for Instagram or a talk, you know, a teaching for a speaking engagement. And I need constant inspiration. Um, I prefer to get inspiration through travel, but Pinterest works pretty good for me. Magazines work pretty good for me. And then there comes a moment when I need to brainstorm and I need to let my imagination run wild. And I do that in journaling. But here now, number eight, is the main thing that it does for me. I mean, I would say all of those things I just described are maybe 25% of my journaling over my life and 75% of my journaling has been that it keeps me, and this is number eight, okay? It keeps us connected to God. 
a certain type of journaling, and I'm going to describe that to you right now, it keeps us connected to God. In a world that is constantly pulling us away from God, constantly our natural human drift is towards self-reliance, it's towards sin, and it, when done properly, it just... It keeps us on the path that in our heart of hearts, we all really want to be on. That type of journaling or this type of journaling is what I call, not I call, it's not my term, but this is what makes the most sense to me because this is how I sit down to journal most times. Stream of consciousness journaling. So this is, I'm making a choice to sit down to invite God into this moment and to sit down and just start. I I don't know exactly what's going to come out. I don't have necessarily a major, I just know there's kind of a lot going on inside my mind and my heart and I want to work it out with the Lord. I'm going to open two or three of these to any page and read it, read the beginning to you of my journal entries so that you guys can see just kind of what's going on in my heart and my mind when I sit down to journal. Oh gosh, I'm actually kind of nervous about this. What is going to come up? (laughs) I have no, I literally have not pre-planned these. I'm just grabbing one from this stack and I'm going to open it and I'm going to read to you guys what it is that I wrote. On 1920, hello my rock, your beloved here in all my sin and beauty in all my grace and shame. Wow, that's a good beginning. <laughs> good uh, good journal entry. I'm not going to read the rest of it to you, but because what I want you guys to start to understand for those of you who don't journal is like, when am I supposed to journal, Rebecca? Why am I supposed to journal? And I guess what I'm hoping I can portray to you is that journaling comes from the heart. It comes from the spirit. It comes from the soul and it drives us to expression and it drives our whole self to God. That's the kind of journaling that I'm talking about that can change your life. Okay. I'm opening up another one here. That was just a Bible verse I wrote down. So I'm going to go to the next page and see what I started with on the next page. Oh, lover of my soul, constant companion, savior, savior, king, rescuer, strength. I come here today with my whole heart in my hands, God. I bring you my gifts and my fear of not being enough. Okay. This is another journal. This is a pink one. I'm again, randomly opening this. This is February 27th, 2018. Love, obligation, rules, resentment, boundaries. Love given out of obligation or fear violates boundaries, decreases self-esteem and causes great resentment. (laughs) I don't know why I was writing this or what was going on in February 27th in 2018. And I don't even know if what I just read made sense. Um, I'll do one or two more here. I don't know if this is interesting to you guys. Um, okay. What's this one here? I'm just, this is a black journal. This, this is my favorite type of journal. It's a moleskin. Those are my favorite. I actually like to find one where I'm complaining because all those actually sounded pretty good and they're not always that good. Oh, here's one. Okay. I'm confused, God. And to be honest, I'm tired of being confused. 
but I'm also really tired of hurting. There's no right or wrong way to journal, but really what we're doing in journaling is we're moving from flesh, okay? There's a lot going on inside of me. I welcome God into this moment to spirit. It, you know, I didn't read those whole entire journal entries, but really what I'm doing in a lot of those, and and there's a lot more that are kind of unhappy or full of doubt or full of grief. And especially in those moments, what I'm doing is I'm bringing my emotions, my heart, my mind, my soul, my whole self, because really, again, stream of consciousness journaling or the the type of journaling that I'm encouraging you guys to do is being in the present. And when you're in the present with yourself, eventually, you know, your real self, your real desires, your real needs, your real even sin or temptation will come up. And we're bringing that into the presence of God. And then we're letting, we're working through the beginning, middle, and end of here's my emotion. Here's my needs. Here are my thoughts. Is this true? Is this not true? What do you say? I think we see similar examples of this in Psalms. For example, in Psalm 54, the psalmist starts with, Oh God, save me by your name and vindicate me by your might. But then seven verses later, he ends with, for he has delivered me from every trouble and my eyes have looked in triumph on my enemies. So he starts with a need and he ends with claiming who God is. He ends with faith. In Psalm 55, it starts with give prayer, give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not yourself from my plea for mercy. Okay, so again, a need. And then that chapter ends with, but you, oh God, will cast them down into the pit of destruction, but I will trust you. Now, just those two examples are really the bulk of my journaling. (laughs) They are slowing down enough to say, I want to make sure that my emotions and my thoughts are dealing in truth here being submitted to truth, but I also want to take a moment and harness, like give you my needs today. This is what I need. This is what I'm feeling. I I need help. Um, I can't carry these anxieties or these worries, God. And then I'm going to claim the truth about what you've done in the past or about who I know you are. Is this making sense to you guys? These are the exact journaling prompts that I give my coaching clients who are starting journaling for the first time, starting to get in touch with themselves and in touch with God in this way. I don't always use these prompts. Um, I usually just kind of respond or react to something that's going on inside of me. and And it's really a trigger for me to go get alone with my thoughts and the Lord and work it out on paper. But these are the prompts I give people who are starting. Okay. How am I feeling? That's a doozy. (laughs) Um, How am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? Is there anything I can do or need to do about this situation? What specifically am I excited about today? I know that seems like an interesting prompt, but at some point we have to bring ourselves back to kind of hope and the day and pause in our brain, you know, thinking something true and positive about the day in front of you 
really allows us to have our emotions and our brain acting at the same time, which is important even for these next steps. But who do I want to be today? What are my top three priorities or tasks today? What do I need God's help with today? What am I thankful for today? And then ending all of that with God, I really need your help today with. Okay, that's it. Y'all, that's like, that's it. (laughs) These are all the things that journaling can do for us. And most importantly, it is just being in the moment and bringing your heart into the present and inviting God into the present and allowing his Holy Spirit to minister to you, to comfort you, to guide you, to remind you of truth. Okay. That it is, you know, other, like I said, other than prayer, worship, reading the Bible, it is how, it is how I interact with God. Rapid fire tips for you guys. Cause I'm sure some of you are asking those of you who are like really, you know, giving me some pushback mentally. (laughs) Morning or night, doesn't matter. Journal whenever. Do you need to journal every day? Um, No, but I would say probably about every other day is a good habit. Yeah, do it every day if you need to. Do it multiple times a day if you need to. But I guess what I'm saying is as humans, we, we have a lot going on inside of us every morning when we wake up. We drift every day. We need God's grace every day. And so we kind of get discombobulated every day. I wouldn't recommend that you go more than two days without sorting some of that stuff out. Um, Do you need to journal on paper or on your computer? Doesn't matter. Whatever works for you. Should you be alone when you journal? Yes, 1000%. I think I've made that clear. The type of journaling that will change your life, the type of journaling that has been the biggest blessing to me in my life is the type where you are alone with God and your thoughts and your feelings. Now, if you have big questions, like I'm afraid of what will come up, I don't know how to put words to my feelings, Rebecca. Again, that's that's probably a coaching issue. Go ahead and book a discovery call with me or speak to a friend or a mentor or a counselor about that. But most of us can do this right now. We just don't really make the time to do it because we don't realize how helpful it is. Okay. But I hope this has inspired you to try this week. Okay. Get a journal you like get alone, stay up late, get up early. I don't care what you have to do, but try five minutes, even 10 minutes. I'm usually around the 10 to 15 minute mark. So it's not like this has to be hours, but it's an actual pausing an actual connecting with what's going on in your inner world, which by the way, is where the Holy spirit lives. And then living your day out of that place. Okay. Making your choices out of that place being able to see God move out of that place instead of just letting life happen to you. If you enjoyed that episode, I have two next steps for you. First of all, please write a review. Take a moment, click on the library tab, find this show, scroll all the way to the bottom. You'll see other reviews that people have written and you can rate and review the show. This is critically important, guys. I can't do this myself, but we need 50 to 100 reviews in order for this podcast to get more listeners, in order for it to show up on the search, in order for 
Apple and Spotify and all the other places to kind of promote it. So if you think other women need to hear this content, take 30 seconds right now and write a review or just share it on Instagram, on Facebook, text it to a friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you in advance. Second action item for you guys, join the podcast growth group. Okay. I, it is on my heart to make practical discipleship as affordable as possible. I want to reach as many women as possible. So it's only $10 a month. It is only $10 a month to get a companion study guide to each of these episodes. Very short, two or three reflection questions, one action item that you can really fit into your everyday life, as well as scripture. So a tiny reading plan to go along with each episode, plus one Zoom session a month. Totally optional. If you can show up, show up. There'll be other women from around the country there who listen to the podcast and myself, and we just discuss it. We just ask questions. It's a mix of discipleship, community, coaching. Come when you can. All this for only $10 a month. I want to build a whole army of women who are learning and growing together at a very sustainable pace. Thank you so much for listening today. Write that review. Join the podcast growth group. The link to join the growth group is in the show notes, or you can go to my website, Rebecca Ann Perkins, R-E-B-E-K-A-H-A-N-N-E, perkins.com.